Hello and welcome to Professionally Speaking. My name is Rahan Ali Muhammad, your host for today. And today we want to dive into, I think, a passion that many women have, I think, from a young age. Uh, being a makeup artist, I know a lot of women use makeup. They, you know, and I think some people have always wanted to, you know, do it on other people. You know, make it a career. So with me today, I have Rupa Kathri, a makeup artist here based in Nairobi, Kenya, and yeah, welcome, Rupa. Hi, Rahan. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, no, thank you. So first, I mean, I just wanna ask you to maybe like give an introduction about yourself you know, your education what did you do and then yeah we can start from there okay so i've actually been a practicing hair and makeup artist in nairobi for i think maybe the last seven or so years my educational background actually has absolutely nothing to do with makeup artistry i actually have a degree in marketing and international business and makeup artistry is just uh, a passion and i don't actually have any um, traditional qualification, so to speak, in the makeup uh, scene. Um, I am entirely self-taught on that. So yeah, that's a little bit about my educational background. So I mean, you mentioned that you don't have sort of maybe a degree, as maybe people would say, in makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Is there, like, let's say, if someone wants to become a makeup artist today, do they? Is there maybe courses they can take, a university that maybe they can go to? There's lots and lots and lots of available courses. Um, There's very many options, but it's not exactly a requirement for this industry. Some of the best makeup artists that I know and the most talented are actually um, self-taught. So I think it's more of it's more of a passion and an art than something that you can actually learn. If you don't have it, you don't have it in you. And if you have it, you have it. I feel like it's one of those things. So for you, you feel that, you know, to become a makeup artist, you need to have passion. It's not something that can be taught. Right. So I want to move in basically to words like, you know, the, how long did it take for you to be a self-taught or makeup artist? You know, I can't exactly give you an exact time frame considering makeup has been something that I've been super passionate about. And I've always loved makeup and dressing up and everything from a very, very young age, probably from the time I was like five years old and, you know, watching my mom get ready every day. And like, I just sort of had that um, passion towards it from that age. And then as I grew up, I, I was always like, oh, I want to wear makeup. I want to wear makeup. And you know, it's, that's just sort of how it started. And even I can't exactly pinpoint a particular point where I was like, okay, I want to do this um, professionally. So I want to start preparing. It was sort of like an overnight decision for me because I would often do um, my friend's makeup if we're going out or something like that. And um, from there, suddenly one day I was just like, you know what, I'm actually really good at this and I should actually pursue this and see where it goes. And you know what? worked out well for me so it was pretty much like an overnight decision for me so there's no sort of educational background or basically you just like i mean i would say my education for it started literally when i was five because i've been into it probably since the age of five so i started picking up little 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 things not realizing um how much i was sort of you know absorbing And it was more of just like, oh, I just want to dress up and I just want to look a certain way and I want to do this and I want to do that. And then, you know, eventually I just realized I know 
so much about it and I can actually apply it not only on myself but on others. So, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, you have done courses on teaching other people how to you know, do makeup and mm-hmm. all. Generally, let's say from a beginner's level, how long would it take to maybe get to, maybe not your stage, but someone that can professionally do it? So for the courses that I personally teach, I actually teach more self-application as compared to professional courses. But the professional courses that I do offer is literally just a week. Um, So it's a week. And then after that, you just have to practice, 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 practice. So I can only teach you for so long because there's only a, a certain amount of things that I can explain to you after which you sort of have to learn a way to apply it yourself. And within a week, you can cover that. Um, a week, two weeks, you know, depending on how quick or how slow you may learn. And then after that, you just have to practice, practice, practice. If you're an absolute beginner, you would need at least um, at least a good two months of serious practice to be able to, you know, do a somewhat decent job. So, I mean, let's say to put it on a timeline, you could say maybe around six months to a year. Mm, three to six months. Three to six months of good practice is, I think, enough. If if you're serious about it, if you're just going to, you know, um, do it just as a by the way, or, you know, you're not serious about it, then even two years in and you still will be going absolutely nowhere. So I, I think what I'm getting from, you know, what you're saying is you really need to be sort of focused and passionate about getting into it. Exactly. Because, you know, it's not uh, a typical nine to five where you're like, okay, I'm going to wake up um, at a certain time at nine o'clock, I'm at the office and five o'clock, I'm out. It's not like that. It's, you know, it's early mornings, it's weekends, it's um, not only just the actual part where you're with your client. It's a lot of cleanup behind the scenes. It's a lot of rearranging your kit. It's a lot of making sure everything is um, a certain way behind the scenes before you get to your client. And it does take over a lot of your your time. It takes over a lot of your life. So if, if you're if you're not ready to like put that in, then, you know, it's not for you. So I want to ask you, why did you become a makeup artist? I mean, you know, there's so many other careers out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can become a doctor, you know, a pilot, whatever. But why makeup artist? I think when I realized that uh, there's actually quite a big, rather at that time, there was quite a big gap in the market was around the time my sister got married. And we really struggled to find, um, you know, a decent makeup artist at the time. And uh, we came across a couple. And then during the actual event, you know, we had a few issues here and there where, you know, timelines were not met. And um, my sister wasn't like, as satisfied as you know, she expected to be or sort of and then when I sort of saw the work that was that was being provided, I was like, you know what, like, I can't believe this is something that we're actually paying this money for, because I'm actually not qualified at this point, and I can do a better job than this. And I think I sort of sort of started thinking of it about about it as like you know a potential profession when I saw that so I was like you know what there's actually there's actually some potential here and then after that like I would notice when I would do my friends makeup and whatever that I actually did a really good job so I'm like why why am I not pursuing this because this is something that makes me so happy and I can actually pursue it in a way that you know I can reach more people and it can also uh, be a profession 
so I mean you talked about you know sort of you know your sister's wedding and being good at it and friends I wanted to ask did you have maybe a plan before becoming a makeup artist because I mean in your education you pursued in marketing so was your maybe your plan before you found out that you're really good at makeup you had to go and market somewhere for a company or something so makeup artistry is not my full-time job um, I do work with my family as well so that was always something that I was going to do anyway. So that's sort of why I pursued the marketing and international business uh, degree, because that's something that I did plan on applying at work, um, at the office, the traditional work, which I still do apply. So, yeah. So your degree still does help you till now? It helps me to a certain extent because I, I qualified, I think, about a good 10 years ago. So um, having graduated like 10 years ago, marketing 10 years ago and marketing today, I mean, it's two very different things. So some of the things that we learned may still apply slightly, but the fact of the matter is that marketing has changed so severely. The world has changed so much in the last 10 years that there's not a lot of that that can still apply in today's world. So I feel like what I learn on the job is a lot more helpful than what I personally learned in a classroom. I I mean, it's, you know, your life is, you know, a whole story, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you started off, you know, going into marketing and then you ended up on, you know, on your makeup artist. So it's a really interesting sort of story. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, are you happy with your career? Are you happy being a makeup artist? Are you happy, you know, spending time going to people's houses at events and all yeah, no, definitely. I definitely would say I'm happy for me because it's uh, it's more of a passion than anything else. Uh, I find it very fulfilling. I feel like, you know, when you work with a bride and um, at the end of the day, when they're so happy and, you know, you're you're sort of a part of everyone's special day. And I, I really enjoy that. Like you meet so many amazing people. You make fantastic connections. You build friendships, relationships. And yeah, I personally really enjoy it. And, you know, when you work with nice people, the appreciation that they have for your work at the end of it is is worth it for me more than anything else. So I want to go into something that I mean, I think many people consider or may consider when getting into a career is pay. You know, on average, what does makeup artists maybe around the globe or in Kenya get paid? So this varies so severely from person to person. You have makeup artists here that will provide a service for, say, 2,000 shillings. You have others that will provide it for six or 7,000 shillings. Others that will provide it for 20,000. So it sort of depends on where you want to place yourself on the spectrum, what your sort of target market is, you know, what sort of products you're using. The Kenyan market doesn't quite pay what um, I'd say the service is worth, especially like I'd say for myself, because my my products are of fantastic quality. So naturally, they're not cheap. My kit is is huge. It's extensive. I mean, there's I don't think there's anything you can't find in it. Everything under the sun you will find in my kit. I will literally rock up to an appointment with six bags. So, you know, sometimes I feel like it may not be financially. It doesn't always make sense financially in this part of the world there's other parts of the world like in the uk you can charge up to you know 500 pounds a thousand pounds some people even go up to 1500 pounds for a bridal makeup whereas here you would sort of 
you know, be at around the 20,000 to 30,000 um, mark for bridal hair and makeup, which it may sound a lot when you hear it like this, but when you sort of take into account everything that you have spent to firstly be there, your fuel, your time, everything, um, at the end of the day, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a very financially lucrative profession at this point. Like, it's enough to sustain yourself, but it may not be enough to sustain a family, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That's why most uh, I mean, makeup artists around here, you will find are, are all part-time makeup artists, like myself. Like, it's more of a passion and a hobby for myself. And my main focus and my, you know, main career is um, my traditional nine-to-five. And this is more of a passion and a hobby, but still generates a decent income. So you mentioned about, you know, having another sort of job. Do you think that if someone, you know, were to get into the makeup industry in maybe Kenya, for example, do you think they would also need to have another job to be maybe financially stable? I think definitely you would need something else. The other thing also with makeup artistry is the fact that it is highly, highly seasonal. So like around this time of year, it's super busy, which is why, I mean, it's 8 p.m., 8.30 rather, and I look like I'm ready to go to bed because I really am, because that's just what this time of year is like. It's crazy. It's hectic. You know, you're, you're working long days. You're, you're just constantly busy. And then probably from around mid-September, you know, you'll find your calendar is quite empty up until early November. So for for that moment, you obviously need something else, which is a lot more constant so that you can sort of know that, okay, X amount is coming in and you can't just be sitting around waiting that, oh, let's see if if, if a booking comes in. Because honestly, you know, that's just, uh, <laughs> it's not a nice place to be. Yeah. And I think even the high cost of living has exactly. also affected that. So, I mean, you know, as we talk about basically, you know, what you know your how life is now being a makeup artist or move a bit into the future i mean you know we all know about artificial intelligence chat gpt you know robots and all do you what's your view on it um in this industry for the foreseeable future i mean i don't really think it uh it plays too much of a part because the service that we're providing is so personalized um and it's such a you know, it's 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 a very one-on-one. Um, you're very you're interacting very closely with your clients. So at this point, I don't see it being um, much of an issue. Um, maybe, you know, in the further ahead future, possibly. I mean, maybe you can just hire a robot to do your makeup instead. But I, I think it's it's still a long way until it can be widely available enough and also affordable enough for people to choose that as compared to this and you know the 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 human interaction that comes between your 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 makeup artist and your bride on the day is also it's also quite an important interaction because you know you play you play more than just the person you know decking up the bride you know you help calm them down you put them in a better mood if there's other little little things that may come up like sometimes you may even find yourself like helping the bride put on her shoe because her outfit is so huge and there's no way she can bend to actually, you know, close her shoe. So you're there helping her put on her shoe. So, you know, I feel like that's, that's something that 
I mean, I don't think AI is going to be doing anytime soon. So, I mean, do you fear that AI maybe could take your job in, you know, like, you know, in the future? I mean, if it's like 20 years down the line, I probably don't even think I'll be doing this anymore. So <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Okay, interesting. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, AI is going to take over the world. Robots are going to come do everything for mm-hmm. us. But I mean, make artists, what if maybe, you know, they open up a salon where you just go, you walk in, sit in a chair, you, know, you just choose from your phone what you want and then the robot just does it for you. I just don't see that happening in the near future. And even if it happens, I don't see it being affordable enough for it to be widely available, especially not in this market for a very long time. And especially not in this part of the world for a long time. So, I mean, you know, many people have had that passion. I mean, you're one of them to become a makeup artist. So when you were maybe joining the, maybe joining, you know, the field, was it, is it competitive? You know, is it very hard to get into it? So the point at which I got into this, which was a long time ago, um, there was a huge gap in the market. And what I was bringing to the market at that point, not a lot of people were. Now, a lot of people are. Uh, a lot of people obviously see that there's room in the market and then they want to like jump right in. And as a result of that, it is a very saturated market. There is a lot of competition. But I feel like everyone has a personal touch to offer. Like we all like have our own little unique style and um, a client will come to you based off of that. And they will like the uniqueness that you're offering and they'll come for that. And they may like something someone else is offering and they'll go to them for that. So I feel like as much as it is a very saturated market, it is a very uh, competitive market today, but um, I feel like there's still room for everyone. So you mentioned, you know, people having their own uniqueness. Is it like, you know, maybe like, let's say if you're called for a bridal makeup, does this like happen where maybe you'll be called for the makeup and someone else will be called for the hair? Yeah, yeah. That happens all the time. So it's not so it's not something like where maybe you're only called for bridal for the makeup and the hair as per se. No, no. It's entirely up to the client. If they want me to do both, I'm happy to. If they prefer somebody else doing the hair, that's perfectly fine and I'll focus on makeup. I actually prefer focusing on just makeup. So I actually don't do hair only bookings anyways, because hair is not my forte, makeup is. So yeah. So you mentioned earlier about like 20 years down the line, you might not be in the career. Mm -hmm. Would you stay in the career, you know? Probably not um, at that point. I may stay on in the form of a teacher. I may teach others. I may do the one-off here and there. But I just don't think at that point it's something that I would be able to do because physically it's very, very taxing. It's very exhausting. You find yourself constantly tired physically as a result of it. And, you know, at this point, my life is in a place where, I mean, I have the the luxury to be able to do this. I have the luxury to, you know, leave the house at like six in the morning, not worry about what's happening. Come back whenever I finish my bookings, not have to worry about, you know, any other like domestic responsibilities so to speak um but at that point in life maybe i'd have to worry about those things and also physically i don't think i would be able to like keep this up because i mean even at this point you'll find days where i'm like oh my god my back is really hurting so i'm thinking 10 years down the line or 15 years down the line 
I don't think my body can hack it any longer because it is very, very, very taxing. So you mentioned um, about maybe like it being very tiring and draining. Do you think people, you know, mothers, families that are, you know, running families, do you think they are able to maybe, you know, get into the field? Yeah, I, lo- I know a lot of people who are mothers and um still manage to do this and i really really admire because i i don't know how i don't know how they do it they do do it they may not do it as often as i do or as much as i do i know they're a lot more selective with their hours because of um other commitments but you know what like i don't know how they do it they do it there's a few that do and hats off to them so and also you also mentioned that you know you are able to leave at 6 a.m in the morning mm-hmm. as we know in Kenya there are currently ongoing protests for high cost of living has that maybe affected you uh, as a makeup artist maybe going out to customers in terms of safety and all so i have had the odd one or two cancellation um because of the current protests um but that's about it because mostly my work is more so friday saturday sunday the weeks are not so busy but also most of my clients are around westlands and um my travel is not too much to them around westlands parkland so we can still manage the one or two clients that have had to cancel have been clients that are like probably you know on lavington sides or hurlingham sides and then they'd have to come across so for safety they've actually cancelled um but it hasn't happened often but it has happened and yeah hopefully things settle down soon because if not then it's probably bound to happen more and also because makeup artistry i mean definitely qualifies as a luxury if things keep going this way then it is one of the things that people i think would cut back on before they would think of cutting back on other things because it it's it's far from a necessity you know having your makeup done is not a necessity so you mentioned about how you know it's like a struggle and all you know for people you know canceling and all due to maybe living far and of course for safety concerns does maybe canceling and booking you know really last minute does that affect you as a makeup artist oh yeah it definitely does so in a normal situation i actually normally have a contract which has a cancellation policy which states very clearly that if you cancel your deposit is non refundable and if you cancel last minute then most certainly you're still going to be charged for the whole appointment even though you're 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 not really getting the service but as a last minute cancellation because i have blocked off that slot for you for a long time and um declined that slot to a lot of other interested parties then definitely yeah you're going to have to like you know either lose your deposit or pay the full amount but in a situation like where we've had the protests and someone's had to cancel then i mean you know it's just about being understanding because it's it's nobody's fault so over there you're just like you know what it is what it is then you still won't refund a deposit but you will uh, be able to consume that amount at a later date so you know, you talked about cancellations does last minute bookings even affect you last minute bookings coming in yeah so like let's say if someone maybe would as per se may want makeup for tomorrow um does i don't usually you? do very last minute because of scheduling purposes if i'm if i'm available and my day schedule at the office and stuff allows me to take them in 
um, last minute, then I'm happy to do so. But generally, I do need at least a couple of days notice. So I'm able to like plan my day accordingly. And that usually works out well, because no one's event is going to just happen last minute. You know what I mean? They will at least know a little bit in advance that XYZ is happening. And I may need a certain service for that. So you also talked about having a contract that you and uh, the clients uh, maybe would go over and sign. Do other makeup artists have this contract? I know a lot of people have now started doing that. I actually have a lot of friends uh, in the industry that I have also encouraged to start doing this because um, sometimes people, when there's, there's not like a contract put into place and a deposit paid, people may... Sometimes it's misunderstanding. Sometimes it's just a disregard to your time. And then they'll just cancel last minute because they're not losing anything. So now I think majority of the people in the industry do put into place some sort of a contract and deposit system. So you mentioned, you know, people, you know, a big group of people in the industry. Now, you know, uh, you know, teenagers may be wanting to get into this uh, feel you know being a makeup artist and mm-hmm. all do you think there's space for people to join oh definitely there's there's always space in in everything there's always space um as long as you're willing to put in the work then there's always space okay so the final question i think for today is what's one piece of advice you would give someone that wants to enter the career or the, that wants to enter become a makeup artist Hmm. one piece of advice i would give them only do it if you're ready to really put in the work and do it if it brings you happiness don't do it because don't do it for the money because then you're going to be disappointed do it if you know it's something that you genuinely enjoy and if 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 it gives you that sense of fulfillment then do it otherwise it's not for you because it's it's not as rosy as it looks on Instagram. <laughs> it's 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 a whole different ball game. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, a good thing. You know, I think that counts for everywhere. I mean, Instagram is a place that everything can so, look so rosy, yeah. and, you know, all that. But you know, in real life, they you know, it's a completely different image. Yes. So, yeah, I think you've experienced that a lot. I think. Maybe some of your clients may have gone through fake makeup pages, you know, getting scammed. And is that a problem in, you know, the makeup artist industry? Not exactly fake pages. Maybe maybe people have experienced that as well. I'm not aware of that. But fake work in the sense a, an artist has put up a picture that is so ridiculously edited that it's it's physically impossible to attain that level of perfection in reality because it doesn't exist. So that's something that's happened to a lot of people where they'll look at a picture and they'll be like, oh my God, I want to go there because it looks amazing or whatever. And then when they go, it's something completely different. And sometimes people actually will post pictures that are not their work as well. So I guess, yeah, that is just fake and misleading. So yeah, people have had that experience. And um, at least, you know, when when you're going to someone that's trusted, you know that that's not going to happen. So have you faced maybe makeup artists maybe stealing your work and reposting it? Oh, as I've is? had makeup artists steal steal my work. I've had makeup artists 
Makeup artists claim they've been taught by me. I've had makeup artists entirely steal my style, steal my concepts, steal everything, honestly. My creativity, I've seen it all. Because um, you know what? At the end of the day, if I'm going to hide my work, then people aren't going to get to see it. If I put my work out there, everyone can see it. And if everyone can see it, someone or the other is going to, you know, steal. I've had other makeup artists even have me do their makeup just to see what I am doing, what I'm using, how I'm doing it. And obviously this was at the beginning of my career and I was very young and I didn't, I didn't quite realize that that's what was happening. And then by the time I realized it was way too late and I can till today see in her work a reflection of my personal style and touch and everything. But you know what? It is what it is. Like I said, there's there's room for everyone. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rupa, so much for, you know, taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. No problem. Yeah, so you can just put her on make at makeup and me on Instagram. And thank you all for watching. I hope you picked up something, maybe learned something about makeup artist industry and yeah thank you for watching uh, please do subscribe and follow us on all our social media platforms and yeah thank you very much see you soon